This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. I'm Sam Wells in for the vacationing Kevin Farrell. I'm here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today, I'm wearing my white pants, Deborah. We're in a, uh, <laughs> a coastal and summer mood. We're going to talk about shellfish. We got on the same colors. So. Yeah, it's pretty, we, we just kind of inverted a little bit here. Uh, crab, shrimp, mussels, oysters, clams. Uh, I even forgot to put it in the list that I was uh, going to write out here, but scallops as well. Uh, we'll talk about all of uh, the above, and we'll also take your calls and get your favorite ways to cook uh, these uh, these delicious coastal delicacies. So, Deborah, welcome to the program this morning. How are you? I am absolutely fantastic, Sam. I mean, I've had a really incredible um, weekend, um, and it's well, actually my whole week has been really good. Um, one of the sweetest things that happened to me this week, I met this adorable little girl. Her name is Castle. And I'm in love now. <laughs> and it's really funny because, um, you know, every everybody, you know, from the time we were very little come with these amazing personalities. But she, she just filled the room up. So I know she's listening this morning. So good morning to you, Castle. Yeah. And then I met this fabulous lady. Her name is Dee. She came into the restaurant this weekend with some squash. Mm. Um, and I just I fell like in squash. Yes. And so she's uh, from the other side of Vicksburg. So Dee, if you're listening this morning. Thank you so much for your kindness. I mean, it's just been an incredible week. And, of course, it was Father's Day. Yeah. And uh, so what a wonderful holiday. So to all of you fathers out there, I hope you truly, truly enjoyed your holiday. I heard um, Ezra say that, um, you know, his cat and dog didn't get him gifts this year. So <laughs> Yeah, my, cat, my dog and my two cats didn't get me anything either. But uh, definitely uh, talked to my father yesterday. My sister and I are taking him to lunch on Wednesday. Yay. Uh, and, uh, you know, last uh, June, not going to get too much into this, but my dad had a heart attack oh, and was wow. almost not here for father's day so you never know when something's gonna uh, something's gonna happen and uh, and you need to make sure you uh you uh take them to lunch well, make you know, sure they know how you feel about it before something horrible happens if that does happen he's fine now eating better and uh got himself back on track of course he was thin anyway but you can't always go by that you got to make sure you take oh, care yeah of yourself. you got to take care of yourself and a lot, a lot of times you know the misconception is if you're you know really thin that everything's well but you mm-hmm. really do have to take care of yourself mind body soul and spirit and uh laugh a lot yeah that's what great southern hospitality is yeah. about loving on folks sam and making sure everybody in your family and your friends are okay so yeah, for happy sure. father's day to your daddy he uh he, he pushed me into a uh a, a workout regiment because uh his i think his, lauren uh, had a little something well that had something to do with it too but uh <laughs> me and our one of our news uh folks paul boger are uh are going hardcore into some uh some working out stuff in the last like uh, i guess uh four months five months now well, so yeah. we're trying to get healthy eat a little better and uh and get stuff back on track. But today, uh, we can make shellfish he- healthy, I suppose. But uh, man, there are so many interesting ways to eat and prepare shellfish. It's a perfect time of year for it, too, oh Deborah. Oh my gosh! And uh, I mean, you can. The, the best part for me sometimes with this stuff is going down to uh, the coast, going down to uh, maybe uh, our neighbors in Louisiana, Grand Isle, getting a little, getting some shrimp down there, coming up here, deveining the shrimp, and uh, and just having a good party. Fantastic. Sam, did you know that at the turn of the century, Mississippi was known as the seafood capital of the world? Oof. That's pretty no, incredible. That. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, literally by 1902, uh, we were literally producing over 5 million uh, pounds of sh- seafood per year. So. Jeez. 
Yeah, so we, we've been feeding the world for a long time, and a lot of people are not really aware across the world that Biloxi truly is the, the, the beaches in that area going down the coastline on 10 is just really incredible. And not only is it scenic, uh, you know, and uh, I was reading a recent report, you know, we are um, being billed as the baby Las Vegas, you know, because we have the casinos and the seafood, you know, uh, walks down there. And so that's pretty cool. Mississippi really is a great place, but you're right. This is a perfect season for shellfish. This is um, shrimp festival season. So, you know, let's, let's make it big this year. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Well, we're going to talk about what you brought in. Uh, Deborah, as soon as we uh, hear from Frank, who was calling us from Jackson this morning. Morning, Frank. Good morning, my dear friend. How are you? I'm surprised you let Kevin get away. Well, <laughs> well you know, he I left. Was, we couldn't do anything about it. I was so heartbroken, but I always love hanging out with Sam. He's such a sweetie. He and Lauren were so kind to me. They allowed me to make the cake for their wedding, and I just feel like they're my kids. So, you know, fans. Great cake. Okay. Sam, you're okay with Deborah. You're okay with me. Well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, before the seafood goes bad, I got a couple of questions, Deborah. You mentioned that a lady came by to the restaurant. Are you talking about Broad Street? Uh, no, I actually host um, um, at uh, Bravo's for the last six weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Jeff Good is a mentor of mine and a very dear friend. And uh, one of the things that he wanted me to have in the culinary business is what they call some street creds. <laughs> and so being able to learn the ins and outs as a foodie of what the restaurant business really is has given me a new appreciation and love for what we do here even at Deep South Dining because uh, you don't ever see the behind the scene things that happens to make sure that um, all the little details that happen from the, you know, the time you order your food to the time you get your plate to your table. So I feel very honored that they trusted me enough to put me at the front door and let me greet their clients and learn things while I'm there. Okay. Must be a pretty tall front door. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, actually they do have great grand doors. You are so bad, Frank. <laughs> yourself as a foodie and not a chef. That's correct. Uh, what is the difference in your mind? You sound like a chef to me. Well, I, I am in love with what I do, but uh, chefs are people who are professionally trained uh, for the most part, Frank. Uh, and there are some very brilliant chefs across the state of Mississippi, and I've had opportunities to bump elbows with quite a few of them. Uh, Robert St. Jane is one of those people uh, who actually owns a few seafood restaurants uh, in the Hattiesburg area. Um, And um, so, but I was self-trained. I'm an at-home cook. Um, and um, that's just taken it to the next level. I started actually cooking Frank in 2010, believe it or not. Uh, so I've had an amazing journey from, and everybody here knows my story. It was a simple prayer that I prayed in 2010. I moved into a brand new property with a beautiful kitchen, which was truly a wasted real estate, piece of real estate. It was just gorgeous. And I walked in and I said a simple prayer uh, and um My goodness, that prayer has turned into um, one of the biggest dreams in my entire life. So, (laughs) well, I certainly enjoy your show and um, eat that seafood before it goes bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for the call, Frank. We appreciate that. We appreciate hearing from you. And speaking of uh, eating the seafood, tell us about what you brought in today. There's skewered shrimp out there, tomatoes, and a little bit of a uh, 
uh, what looks like kind of a casserole dish. Well, um, basically, you know, since we were doing shellfish today, I wanted to be able to show the the variety of uh, or the versatility of how you can use it. And the first thing that I did today was I did a rice um, bake, which is a rice and shrimp bake. And it is um, a combination of uh, shrimp uh, that have um, actually been deveined with the tails off. And you've got rice and uh, you've got um, asparagus and onions and uh, you got sausage, a little bit of chicken in this dish, and it's um, turned over in a really yummy Alfredo sauce, topped it off with a little Parmesan, popped it in the oven for a few minutes. And, of course, the rice is already done before we add all these yummy ingredients in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, put it on the broiler for just a minute because I wanted that nice golden top that you get from the Parmesan. It is so yummy. It's creamy. It's delicious. You get these juicy bites of shrimp these uh, wonderful spicy bites of uh, sausage and it's that country pleasing sausage that I absolutely love. It just adds such uh, wonderful flavor. Again, you got that asparagus that's perfectly cooked. You've got onions. It's just, you can use it as a side dish or you can use it as a main meal. The other thing that I did was I prepared a shrimp uh, skewer or shish kebab and it has the same elements that uh, it has in the bake except you don't have the rice and I added tomatoes and it is so yummy you've got this grilled chicken again you've got two types of sausage on the skewer and you've got these wonderful wonderful bites of sh- uh, Cajun shrimp so we did good this morning <laughs> she paints quite a picture it looks spectacular I, I actually just I had coffee so I haven't eaten any yet but I will eat some <laughs> But I did Fantastic. not eat any before the uh, before the show started because uh, I don't know how that's going to mix coffee and uh, and, sh- and shrimp skewers. But anyway, kind of well, like, I, th- I don't know if there's any left out there. Well, Sam, I, I hope somebody be. left me something <laughs> out there. The, the, the MPB radio team. We have an impromptu meeting every Monday morning around eight forty eight, around eight fifty eight, <laughs> right outside of the uh, right outside of the studio here. But uh, yeah, Deborah, let's dive right in here and talk about uh, our topic today. Uh, well, before we uh, before we take our first break, and as Frank said. You gotta eat the fish before you gotta eat the shellfish before it goes bad. Speak to the uh, to the smell test really because it's not supposed to sm- it's fish but it's not supposed to smell, smell fishy. fishy. Yeah. Ex- absolutely. If if you uh, uh, smell a pungent uh, odor when you're getting close to any type of seafood, uh, it's a for- farce got moment. Just simply run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> back not, away. Yeah, back away. That's not something that you want. You and um and I'm gonna tell you a really bad experience I had. I was actually at a top dining seafood restaurant. Uh, somewhere here in America, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> so you and, narrowed it down for us to week. Yes, <laughs> and as and as the um, waitress is bringing this plate to me, I can smell it, and I just thought, oh my god! Uh, and and what you never want to do is be able to smell that bad fishy odor and you definitely don't want to cook that and serve it to anybody so absolutely that's one of the litmus tests of fresh seafood you also want to be able to sam look at the color mm-hmm. you don't you know whether even with shellfish you don't want those beautiful if the shrimp is supposed to have a nice uh, here in mississippi those brown or pink or white colors you want them to be true to the colors you don't want that brown to start looking like a dark monkey brown it's yeah. a nice fresh color the pinks are very soft and warm in color the white is very clean you don't want that gray pungent dark colors when you start to see that and smell things you know that's not something that we want to buy or serve to ourselves or to our friends yeah and for certain shellfish uh like um i guess mussels and uh and clams and things like that they sh- are are they not supposed to be alive still 
They well, should be closed up. You want the you want those muscles to be closed tightly. Now, if they are alive, you want to make sure they're coming straight out of an, an, a, a tank into yeah. your, uh, you know, container so that you can take it home. Mm-hmm. Um, but you definitely don't want to have those muscles already exposed. You know, you especially with your oysters, that's the whole thing of shucking. You know, yeah. you want to be able to do that when you bring those items home. Yeah, for sure. So we'll get into more of this topic. We'll take our first break of the hour. We'll get to, uh, we have a caller on line one. We'll get to you and we get right back. Uh, give us a call. Six, or excuse me, 877-672-7464. That's 1-877-MPB-RING. Share your favorite sea, uh, shellfish recipes with us this morning. We're talking about shellfish in a, a beautiful June morning here on MPB Think Radio. You can also send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back with Deborah Hunter. This is MPB Think Radio. from St. Stanislaus, a Catholic boarding school in Bay St. Louis for boys of all denominations, grades 7 through 12. Since 1854, St. Stanislaus has been dedicated to forming men of character in a structured environment. Learn more at ststan.com. MPB Think Radio, we're right back here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. It's Deep South Dining. And uh, I got to remember to tell Sharita that I love the. Uh, she pulled a monkey song into the her uh, <laughs> into oh her promo God. this morning with I... uh, with Marsha Ramsey. I guess she. I, I caught that on my uh, my headset <laughs> when I was we were at break. Let's go to Kathleen from Osaka who has a cocktail recipe uh, question for us. What's going on, Kathleen? Good morning. Oh, I got uh, a little hint, and then I'll give you the a cocktail recipe for you. Okay. <laughs> the hint is plastic does not convey cold. Try to use crock, ceramic, porcelain, stainless mm-hmm. steel bowls. Stack one above the other and put ice in the middle, bowl, ice, bowl, or tray, ice, tray, and then put your seafood in it. Work with it being cold as fast as you can. Absolutely. And if you cook it, if you want to save it, take the shells, the heads, any other external parts off and save it. That way. Don't save it with the shells and the heads on. And I've got a really good, quick, inexpensive recipe for cocktail sauce. As we say, is garantisha. Garantisha. <laughs> you get one cup of a good ketchup, preferably Heinz, one hearty dash of Lee and Perrin steak sauce, one hearty dash of Tabasco sauce, a squeeze of lemon, I use a fairly large wedge, and one between a teaspoon if you're shy, and you can go as much as a tablespoon of horseradish, not horseradish, sauce, horseradish. Mix it up, and you would be surprised. It'll save you 5 $6 on that fancy Absolutely. bottle of sauce. 
Absolutely, Kathleen. Now, your recipe is a little bit similar to the one that we use. It is a ketchup, horseradish, yeah. a little bit of lemon, and we got some ground pepper, uh, freshly ground, and a little bit of Tabasco sauce, and that'll get you in the game as well, girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love and look, sauce. it's not only good for seafood, uh, French fried potatoes, uh, fried fish, you know, and stuff like that. You can put it on vegetables, on a, like a little um, tray, how they serve the accoutrement, they call it. Mm-hmm. But you can dip it in almost anything. And once you can make it yourself, it should last at least a week in the refrigerator. So if you buy those 5 or $6 bottles, rinse the bottle out, save it, make your own. <laughs> I know that's right, girl. But y'all if you're... Have- Y'all have a good, safe day. Thank you so Thank much. You, and always good to hear from you, um, Kathleen. But she's absolutely right about that. And usually when you're having a cookout and you've got seafood, Sam, and, you know, your friends and family over, uh, Kathleen, I'm sure you know this, there is usually nothing left over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as, as far as shellfish and stuff goes like that, when, when you go somewhere and then somebody's boiled some shrimp or oh, there's some God. scallops out there or something like that, I mean, it's just... Phew. Yeah, gone. yeah, it's like it's a magic trick. Yeah, I mean it's literally like it is. It's like you you've gone to a house at or a party at David Copperfield's house or something like that. Uh, let's go to Lee. Lee, thanks for calling us this morning. Hi. Well, good morning. How what do you are have for you? us today, Lee? Good morning. Um, I was calling in. I'm enjoying listening to your show this morning. I am born and raised on the coast. My family's been in the seafood industry for years. And um, I think she accidentally said that you can drive down I-10 I... for a scenic route, but it's really Highway 90. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know it's an accident. But I, I just wanted to give a shout-out to the Seafood and Maritime Museum. Uh, people can come and visit. It is across from – it's a brand-new building, a beautiful building across from the Golden Nugget. So it is at the foot of the, on the Biloxi side of the Ocean Springs Biloxi Bridge. It's called the Point Area, and um, it's a wonderful museum. It's it's not that expensive. I I don't really know what the cost is, but I know it's not a lot of money. And it's, I just was in it just a couple weeks ago, and it's chock full of blocks with, um, uh, you know, old stuff. Um, There's even... um, you know, a cabin of a boat, a, a working shrimp boat that was donated by a family. And um, there's there's a video that the uh, the people that run the museum say, come come uh, listen to this video first before you walk through the museum. It's all the old the old guys that were the old men that were fishermen uh-huh. uh, that worked in the factories, and they're they're telling about the way it used to be and I'm sure most of those people are not alive any longer and there's wonderful wonderful pictures taken from like the turn of the century like 1905 um, when people were coming over from other countries and working in the seafood industry and there's um, like a little five-year-old boy that is heartbreaking a five-year-old boy no shoes on with a uh, pile of oyster shells behind him and I mean, they didn't go to school. They worked in the factories, and he's five. Wow, wow. That's uh, pretty incredible. And a lot of people don't realize just how, you know, how much we've advanced over the years in terms of doing everything in this country, but especially, you know, harvesting seafood. It used to, and it still is for many fishermen, a very difficult job every day. But uh, remind me, uh, Lee, if not the world's largest shrimp housed in Biloxi? 
I can't answer that question. The okay. world's largest shrimp, I'm not sure about that. I think you're right. I, I believe that the world's largest shrimp was caught off the coastline there, and it is actually housed somewhere in Biloxi. But we'll Google it to find out for sure. <laughs> yeah. okay. We'll go to the, 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 uh, our, our online dictionary and figure that out. Thanks for the call, Lee, and we'll definitely Thank encourage you. folks to, to get to the coast and visit really everywhere uh, on the coast. Of course, she says it's right near uh, uh, a particular casino who has a really fun pool that I've that I've been to before. Uh, So so, uh, give us a call. Let us know if you have any recipes to, uh, to uh, make uh, shellfish or maybe a, uh, maybe a bisque or chowder or something like that. 877 MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464. You can also email us at uh, at food at mpbonline.org. I was about to say another email address from another program that we have here on MPB. Uh, but Deborah, talk about, uh, Kathleen kind of led me into it, but if you're not going to cook it immediately, you need to store this, uh, these shellfish. And, uh, I guess what is, what constitutes deveining fish, shellfish? Is that just taking the heads off? Or or what else has to happen with that? Well, actually, it's a little bit more than just taking the heads off. There's this wonderful little, um, and I'm not really sure what the correct name is, so for those of you who are listening, I've never actually defamed shrimp before. I, you know, uh, I've always taken my things that I needed to take care of to the butcher. Mm -hmm. Um, But you want to make sure that that little black line that's in the back is completely removed. You want it to have that really clean, fresh look. And I'm not really sure at this point what the correct name is for that, (laughs) Sam. Um, But one of the things that to make it easier for myself always um, is I just simply take it to the butcher. And that's why I love the butcher that I have. Uh, We talked about that on last week Mm -hmm. Um, to make your life simple. You don't have to complicate it and do all the hard work. Uh, There are some wonderful people out there. Um, you know, that's their profession. And they yeah. do it for so there you go. Hey, my dad, uh, deveined, uh, the shrimp that I got last time I was on the coast. So, uh, you know, that, speaking of father's day, you know, oh, he, wow. one day he'll, he'll, uh, make me do it and then <laughs> I'll know how. And then he will say, you can do this for yourself now. Uh, you have, you have graduated. Fantastic. <laughs> I've taught you, said. I've taught you how to do it. Uh, but, um, but yeah, if you're going to, if you're going to store it though, for sure, it needs to be uh deveined. And then of course, well, that's what Kathleen, what, you know, what Kathleen said is to make sure you go ahead and clean it. But one of the things that I want to talk about is the shells and the heads once you remove it. A lot of times people simply throw those away, Sam. But uh, I found that they make wonderful um, stocks, seafood stocks, to be able to take those heads and the shells and to boil them. You know, I may add a little bit of garlic, a little bit of salt. Um, it, whatever seasonings I choose to add in them to make my own fresh stocks, you know, because seafood stocks, um, just like any other stocks, you know, you're spending extra money when you don't have to, yeah. you've got those, uh, shells already available to you. And that's where a lot of your flavor is actually found in your heads and in your shells. And so you want to take that and make sure that you, um, use the entire, uh, shellfish when you're using it. It's just a great way to to get that extra little something. Oh yeah, and uh, w- what are some good, I guess, marinade seasonings and things like that for uh, for shellfish? I guess uh, what is what, are, what are, what's one of the more popular dishes you like? Maybe boiled shrimp. Well, of course, you know, lemon and butter is always the go-to thing when you're talking about using (laughs) a shell uh, fish. Uh, But, you know, garlic pairs well, onions, you know, um, green onions always um, pair well. And you want to add that into your butter and maybe seize it up a little bit. Add a little bit of lemon juice right into that, Sam. It it makes for a great base. Uh, She was talking about um, earlier, and of course... um, 
for me, it is getting a little tartar sauce. Yeah. Uh, depending on what shellfish and how it's prepared. You know, if you're going to fry your shrimp or sometimes even boiling shrimp, I like a little tartar sauce with that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, my wife and I uh, went to a local grocer. I won't say which name. A couple of, uh, I guess it was maybe the beginning of April. Uh-huh. And got uh, and made this shrimp Alfredo uh, dish with some spinach. Man, it was <laughs> so good. Like, I... I I, I think she used some garlic, some lemon, uh, and some butter too for the shrimp. But uh, it that shrimp uh, like pasta, pasta with uh, with shellfish, be it scallops or uh, or uh, lobster, or, yeah, or lobster yeah. or or a shrimp like we did. Ooh, you can't beat that. It is so good. <laughs> I wish Lauren could see your face right now. Sam. That <laughs> it is was. Just so I, I, she's seen it. I've talked about. It. We've. I've discussed this with her numerous times since we made this to do it again. But it was so so good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll go to our, we'll go to our second break of the, uh, of the hour. Now you can give us a call with your, uh, with your recipes, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. You can also send us an email food at mpbonline.org. When we get back, we'll talk about, uh, ways to prepare scallops and, uh, maybe some fried shrimp. We'll even delve into that a little bit. It's MPB's deep South dining on MPB think radio. MPB Public Media app is available now. Watch MPB TV, listen to MPB Think and Music Radio, and stay in the know with MPB News. Search for the MPB Public Media app in the App Store and Google Play stores today. MPB Think Radio welcomes a brand new Sunday lineup. The new fan favorite, Backstory with the American History Guys, moves to noon to bring historical perspectives to today's events. At 1, Reveal uses investigative journalism to empower the public about tough issues in our society. Then the moth takes over at 2 and celebrates the art and craft of live storytelling. Catch the new Sunday lineup beginning July 3rd on MPB Think Radio. Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. We're here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. I'm Sam Wells in for Kevin Farrell, and we're going to bring on Barbara. Morning, Barbara. Thanks for calling this morning. Good morning, well, Bob. Good morning. Good morning. You're making my my mouth water for <laughs> New England lobster, which is I'm from New England. So oh, well. anyway, but um, I have a couple of tips on uh, what I found to be the best way to devein and shuck shrimp at the same time. You get a small serrated paring knife, and you after it, the shrimp are deheaded. You run the you have the blade up on the knife and you run it from the top to the tail. That splits open the shell, it removes the vein, and then you just peel the shell off easily from the back rather than trying to do it from the bottom where all the little legs are. 
Fantastic. And I'm glad you called. Sam and I were just laughing. I was telling him I was laughing at myself because I had like one of those uh, brain farts and it was just really (laughs) funny. Uh, But I really appreciate you calling in this morning, Barbara. Thank you so much. But I had another uh, thing on lobster as well. Um, If you're cooking (laughs) rock lobster or any other kind, I I split it. And um, then I I have a butter and lemon juice mixture and I found the the best way is not to just do it on the back side of the lobster, but baste it often and turn it often. And and just as soon as you see that the the, the lobster is translucent, because mm-hmm. you can overcook it very very easily, and then it gets tough. But you you watch carefully, and you'll have really succulent rock lobster, especially because that can be tough. Oh, wow. That sounds so yummy. And you're absolutely right. And I think that's the temptation that most people have, uh, Barbara, with cooking any kind of seafood is to overcook it from shrimp. And it's nothing like getting shrimp or lobster that's been overcooked. Uh, You want to be able to have those really wonderful, juicy bites that kind of pop in your mouth when you bite into it. So thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Bye. Deborah, I feel like I'm sitting here with... uh... With well, since Barbara says she's from New England, I feel like I'm here with one of the Kennedys. Everybody, <laughs> everybody walks behind. We're in a in our studio. We have these two glass windows right behind right behind me, and everybody is uh, eating some of your uh, your shrimp uh, deliciousness that's out here. And walking by and making the uh, thumbs the up, thumbs up the wave. Yeah, that's the, always a great the feeling. rubbing the stomach kind of deal or something like that. So <laughs> it's good that everybody around is uh, is definitely enjoying the uh, the food that you brought this morning. And she leads me into a uh, into one of my more favorite ways to eat shellfish and seafood like this and it's a bisque or a uh, or a chowder of some kind what what is a recipe for a delicious chowder or bisque and actually first of all what is the difference between a chowder and a bisque or is there one is it just kind of the same well actually there is a difference um sam and uh from one is uh, actually a little bit more thicker and it's uh, the base of the ruse may be a little bit different uh, with each one. Now, my favorite way, uh, one of my favorite things is a shrimp and corn chowder that I do, Sam. And I start off with a simple uh, seafood stock. Mm-hmm. I've got some cream uh, corn. I use some whole corn. And because I like spices, I may use a little bit of uh, saffron, which is a little bit expensive, uh, but just a tiny bit to add a little flavor in. I'm also going to add in some peppers because, I, again, building textures and layers and then um, we're going to, you know, kind of cook that down and cream it down. Add in some potatoes because that's, we want to get that extra stock, um, starchiness in there. And, um, and then I'm going to add in, Sam, uh, some fresh shrimp and kind of just let it simmer off. And then I'm going to add in some cheese. Um, and one of the things uh, that I found is Alfredo sauces are very versatile. And these are uh, copycat ways to do uh, delicious dishes um, that chefs, you know, may use other recipes. But it's kind of a cheat to add a little bit of Alfredo sauce in there to give you that extra um, deliciousness that you're looking for, that nice, creamy, cheesy um, uh, and corn and shrimp uh, taste. Man, I love a bisque. Let's get to Blaine and Meridian. That, the that sounded delicious, Blaine. What do you have for us this morning? Oh, good morning, guys. Good, good morning. morning, Blaine. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, doing great, as usual, enjoying the show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to us this morning. Um, I've got a way to uh, use up some leftover boiled shrimp or crawfish, and I know you don't normally have leftovers. That's why you cook an extra five. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can take your uh, either or, 
chop them up. Uh, you get some mushrooms. I usually get the baby portobellos, but you can stuff the big mushrooms. Saute onions, bell peppers, celery. Uh, get that down. Starting to caramelize maybe a little bit. Uh, a little bit of garlic until it smells good. Uh, stir in your chopped up uh, shrimp or crawfish. I add breadcrumbs until you get a consistency to where you like it, not too much. And uh, stuff your caps, and you can either bake them or really and truly you should put them on the grill. Oh, wow. And you really need to, uh, oh, and I top them off with a little bit of uh, Tony's or uh, Cajun Power uh, Creole seasoning, you know, just on top. And you better make a lot of them because they go. Yeah, that sounds oh, delicious. Wow. That does sound absolutely yummy. Stuffed mushrooms are one of my favorites, Sam. The, so the shellfish is already cooked and just sitting there, and crawfish, especially, you have leftover crawfish. Like, what are we going to do with this? Like, oh, we're going to make mushrooms. Absolutely, and, and you know that's really funny, uh, Sam, that he was talking about using the leftovers because um, actually last week one of the things that we did, you know, I had the corn salad on last week, and when I got home we had some leftover um, sh- boiled shrimp from another dish that we had, and I simply removed those uh, out of the shell, tossed them in with that corn salad, and it was heaven. Oh man, <laughs> leftovers are the best. <laughs> Absolutely. Have a good day, and I enjoy the show always. Thanks Thank so much, you so Blaine. much, Thanks Blaine, for, for calling. Us. Over in uh, in Meridian, yeah, that's that's an interesting thing too. That you, that it's not always you hear a lot of people make a, a bisque or a chowder or something like that out of uh, their leftover shellfish if there are any leftover. But uh, that was a great idea from Blaine. Absolutely, and what you know now, one of the things that um, I love uh, to cook during the holidays is a seafood dressing uh, using self shellfish, uh, Sam. That is absolutely fantastic. Have you ever had oyster dressing before? No, I have not. Uh, Give us a call, everybody, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email us, food at mpbonline.org. Now, back to the dressing. <laughs> How, what is it? Is it like a, a normal Thanksgiving dressing, well, but just with... The ba- the base is really about the same. Dressing, I don't understand why we don't have dressing like all the time. I don't understand it either, Sam. I, I, I think we should have just dressing Every day of the week. I don't know why I have to wait till Thanksgiving <laughs> or Christmas to eat dressing because well, I we'll, want it all the time. We'll have to bring you some. But seafood dressing is one of those things that has, uh, you know, that you can add to your to your holiday dishes. Along, you know, it's just absolutely yummy, and it comes off the taste and texture is more like um, um, the the texture that you get from crab cakes. Uh, except you're getting a, a little bit more of that dressing feeling to it, and oh, it, and it's man. just absolutely yummy, Sam. So we're gonna have to bring you some of that. I love. It. We're gonna have to put a bug in uh, Jonas's ear when uh, for a, oh, absolutely. For, a, uh, for a dressing show, <laughs> and we need to do it in the summer. It'd be like Christmas in July with dressing oh, that, or something like that. Gonna... I just wrote your. I just wrote him a script. <laughs> Right here in the middle of uh, in the middle of deep South dining this morning. As I said, give us a call eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email us food at mpbonline dot org. Deborah, uh, scallops. People don't really. I, I really don't ever think about it when I'm at the store. Uh, if I'm buying, a, you know, some shellfish, it's always just you know shrimp. But yeah, no most... one ever really thinks about the scallops, and they're so delicious. Oh my gosh. 
scallops are absolutely fabulous and they're easy to cook, Sam. And, and the really simple is something as easy as um, getting a nice um, frying pan or and adding a little bit of olive oil to that pan. You want to add some salt and pepper to your scallops. One of the things that I'm always concerned about is I like the nice big scallops, Sam, because you want to be able to have a nice bite. Add a little salt and pepper to that. And you're just going to simply turn them a couple of times. You don't want to overcook them. Yeah. You just want to sear them up just a tiny bit. If you don't want to use olive oil, now I'm a Southern girl, I'm going to use a little bit of butter and olive oil mixture together. Uh, and once you sear them up, Sam, as soon as I pull them off, I'm going to squeeze some lemon juice right on the top and maybe top them with some chives and a little bit of uh, sour cream. It's absolutely wonderful way to eat them. Uh, just absolutely a, a terrific bite. Oh man, what what's the difference between a scallop and a uh, and a shrimp? Well, Sam, th they are even though you know they're in the same family. They're cousins. They're cousins. <laughs> uh, one is um, uh, a crustacean, and the other one is in more like in the mussel family. Mm. So yeah. But yeah, you never really hear about uh, about eating those uh, about doing too much with them. But uh, it's it's really just a uh, like you said, it's a matter of just searing each side. I mean, and then there are so many choices. You know, you've got I guess lobster. You could fry them if you you got, well, uh, you you don't really want to fry your scallops yeah. because then they become scallops become very chewy very fast. Mm -hmm. And so it was um, what Barbara said earlier about just you know not overcooking them. And the yeah. thing about great seafood is it doesn't take long. It doesn't take long to cook your fish. Uh, it doesn't take long to cook shrimp, uh, lobsters. If you're overcooking it, what you get is that dried out, un unattractive, unpleasant taste uh, to your seafood. Yeah, you don't and, want that. And that's one of the reasons <laughs> a lot of times in a restaurant that they usually will cook it to order, uh, Sam. So when, once you make that order, then the, they'll usually, the chefs will usually put, you know, pull it out of the freezer, whatever it is, and the cold stores that they have it in and cook it to order because seafood is something you don't want to cook and just have sitting for long periods of time either. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. We'll talk, uh, talk a little bit about how you would, uh, maybe, um, prepare a lobster if you're going to do that. Like, uh, Barbara talked about, uh, maybe steam lobster or. Uh, you can steam the lobster, Sam, or you can boil them. You can grill lobsters. Lobsters really have a little, um, and along with most, uh, seafoods, a uh, great versatility. Uh, one of the wonderful things about lobsters is to cook them live so that you get that, you know, that really fresh, uh, uh, taste from the lobster and is to get that water boiling first, Sam, and then to submerge your lobster into. Now, I'm going to tell you to make sure that if you're going to do that, know that the lobster's not happy about it. There's going to be a little <laughs> resistance on that. I was watching this really funny video along, not only lobsters, but, uh, uh, crabs are the same way if you're going to cook them live and this lady was cooking the crabs and uh, she wasn't moving fast enough to get the lid on and I'm telling you these jokers were hopping out of the pot and she was screaming it was hilarious but oh, man. yeah um, but to to cook them live lobster tails are one of my favorites Sam and to be able to do them on the grill is really great again you just need a little bit of butter some and you know if you and if you can infuse butters with many things but garlic and onions are always great uh, to add that and then a little lemon juice it's not complicated you don't want to overthink it just keep it simple and you just want to uh, re really just like she was saying see a nice translucent color on the outer shell you may want to turn it if you want to char mark but you don't want to keep it on there too long interesting uh, let's go to Susie from the coast thanks for calling us this morning Susie hey Susie uh -huh. hey good morning thank you um, I'm so glad that someone called in and, and mentioned somewhat how incredibly hard the folks that have to do oyster tonging or shrimping 
work. I mean, it's just, it's really backbreaking hard work. And, uh, you know, my, my hat's off to those folks. Um, but I also want to mention that I, I recently finished a really wonderful book by uh, uh, originally from Mississippi author, um, now New York City, who is a foodie, uh, named Joe, J-O, Brands, B-R-A-N-S, called Feast Here a While. I wouldn't advise anybody who really enjoys, you know, um, being a foodie <laughs> to, to give it a look. Um, uh, I'd also like to say that shrimp heads and tails, particularly when they're battered and fried, can be delicious. People are kind of skittish about a bunch of things. And so I'm going to leave you with a mischievous question, somewhat mischievous, particularly for Sam, I'm sure. <laughs> How do you devein a mussel or an oyster? And I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. <laughs> Well, I have no idea how you do that because <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how to do it on a uh, on a shrimp either. Let's talk about oysters real quick before we go to the uh, go to the break. There's so many different ways to prepare oysters too, and I'm telling you, we have an, we have a couple of places here in the uh, in the Jackson Metro area that are just outstanding. Mm-hmm. Saltine as far as, uh, is one oysters. of my favorite yeah. places. It's, it's within 100 feet of my house, so uh, <laughs> we probably spend too much uh, too much of our money there uh, anyway. But Char grilled or just raw are great too. If but you got to be careful sometimes about it. Well, you, well, I'm glad that you said that, um, Sam. You definitely have to uh, be mindful about um, eating raw shellfish of or any seafood of any kind. Uh, just be really mindful that um, you know that they're that the that it's been treated well. Ceviche is um, is one of the best ways that I would recommend to anybody to eat shellfish or any type of raw fish. And that's basically when you're taking that fish and you're treating it uh, actually uh, with um, a little bit of um, vinegar and, you know, you're kind of curing the seafood so you can prepare it and uh, adding in some onions and some peppers along with a little vinegar, tossing it up. It's a great way to do it. Um, you may want to add just a tiny bit of sugar to kind of give it a little extra texture and taste to it. Um, but I like oysters fried, Sam, yeah. I, you know, um, I've tried to eat them raw. It's just not one of my favorite. I have friends uh, that I love dearly who seem that seems to just be the way to go for them. Uh, <laughs> but I, I actually prefer my, mine um, uh, or on the half shell. Yeah. Yeah. I'm- I love a uh, I love a raw oyster or one of those char grilled ones. Uh, yeah. Myself. Now, how well, we'll answer Susie's question here. If you if, do, we know how to devein an oyster or a. Uh... Again, Sam, um, you, that you know, it's, it's just not my area of expertise, um, and so I'm probably with you at saltines having a nice <laughs> oyster. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a, like you said, you're gonna have your butcher do it for you. <laughs> Well, we'll go to the final break of the hour. If you have uh, a recipe or any questions you'd like to pose to Deborah here about shellfish today, give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Email us, food at mpbonline.org. This is Deep South Dining from MPB. Think ready.
This election year has been unpredictable, and November is still months away. But you don't have to keep up with every twist and turn. You just have to keep up with us. Listen every day. Daily at 4 on NPB Think Radio. Welcome back. Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Sam Wells here in for Kevin Farrell with Deborah Hunter of Cooking with Honey and Friends. I always have to, I always figure people turn on the radio and they don't hear Kevin at 9 o'clock in the morning. They're like, what, what? What's like they're fiddling around with <laughs> my the, Monday morning with man? But you like know that. how lucky am I, Sam, to be hanging out with you today? This is uh, like our maybe our third time hosting together. Yeah, I think and that's, so. It's been always fun to have you here. Yeah, I love being in the uh, in the hot seat here with you answering uh, <laughs> answering phone calls and stuff like that from our uh, from our great listeners. We also uh, have another meet and greet coming up June twenty thirtieth, uh, not June twentieth because that's today, but June thirtieth in uh, in Cleveland. I believe we're going to be at the airport uh, depot, airport grocery. They handed me a note here like uh, a little bit ago, but I've, I've since lost it. So okay. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm okay. mispronouncing where it is. So how was the meet and greet this um, past week? It I was fantastic. I love uh, I, I am one of the newer members of the MPB Think Radio staff. So everyone is like, where's Jonas and Sharita and Jay <laughs> and Kevin? Where are they? And I'm like, right over there. <laughs> and so... You know, it's a, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I love uh, working with everybody. I love coming up uh, to those things and meeting everyone. A lot of questions about, uh, about deep South dining, a lot of questions about Deborah and how, uh, and what a wonderful personality you have too. So it's, wow. uh, it's a great, it's, it's really, it's really a lot of fun. Um, well, I hate I missed the first one, but I have no intentions of missing another one, but I absolutely love, um, you know, meeting our, um, additional family the the people who are listening to us is just absolutely fantastic get to get hugs and compliments yeah. you know it's and great they eat food I'm yeah <laughs> it's it's uh it's so much fun uh so like i said the uh, june 30th 5 30 to 7 at the airport grocery as uh in cleveland will be the will be the last one of the summer we're talking about shellfish here today we're looking for your recipes and uh and ways to uh prepare shellfish you can give us a call we got a little bit of time left 877 mpb ring that's 877 and as always, you can hit us up via email, food at mpbonline.org. Uh, Deborah, we talked about it a little bit before uh, we, we took Susie's call, um, but a, a clam ch- a chowder recipe, clam, shrimp, uh, or, or whatever, but uh, you have one here uh, that, uh, that you enjoy making, so uh, please share it with everyone. Well, yeah, Sam, what we're going to do is we're going to basically um, start in our pot, and we're going to add in a couple of pads of butter, two to three pads of butter. You want to go ahead and melt that down. And then normally what I do, Sam, is I'm going to go ahead and add uh, a little bit of onions to that and sweat them out. So, you know, you get that nice golden sweat color. By the time my onions are nice and you can smell that aroma in the house, you're going to add a little bit of flour to that too, to to create a base, which is about two to three tablespoons of flour that you're going to add in there. Then I'm going to go ahead and add my, once I get the roux nice and beautiful, I'm going to go ahead and add some stock in. And some people like to use chicken or vegetable stocks, but since we're going to do a clam chowder and I really want to have that nice, uh, you know, clam seafood stock, we're going to use that instead. And usually about two cups of that. You want to uh, probably add in some celery, that's been cut up really finely um, and you already got your onions in there and then add in a few bay leaves. You want to kind of bring that to a boil, Sam. Then you want to go ahead and add your cubed in potatoes. You're probably talking about um, maybe about a pound, cut it, you know, in an inch uh, quarters um, there, Sam, and a little bit of ground pepper, some salt. And um, again, 
I'm going to add in a can of cream corn because it gives that, you know, that additional flavor. And I'm going to add in a cup of Alfredo sauce. Now, that's my secret along, you know, and once you get that. You're telling everybody on the air? Yeah. (laughs) And once you get your base done and you bring it to boil, for me, it's adding your seafood in last. Make sure that's the last thing you do. And I'm always going to turn the heat completely off because the broth itself uh, is it's really hot. It's stewing. Go ahead and add your seafood in. Put your lid on and cover it for just a few minutes, Sam, and you're good to go. Oh, man. That sounds so good. I love bisque and uh, and, and chowder and stuff like that. Oh, it's just I such a comfort it. food, you know. It's yeah. so good. Anytime. Any time of the year for me. It's yeah. like dressing. I can have it any time. I don't understand why we don't have it all the time everywhere. Well, uh, Sam, I'm going to have to make sure we we make you some really yummy stuff. Oh, man. We, <laughs> well, we definitely have to get the uh, the dressings. Uh, Deborah, we don't have very much time left. I have one more note here. What, is, what are some other great uh, like side items that you would have with uh, some of these uh, some of these great shellfish and seafood uh, recipes? Well, salad is always great, Sam. And since it's summertime, you know, you want to go um, with cooler things. Um, and one of my favorite salad is a shrimp, strawberry, and pecan salad. Um, Sam, the um, shrimp are usually the very large shrimp. I I like to leave the tails on because that's part of the fun for me. And I want to make sure that they are really spicy. So I'm going to create some Cajun shrimp. And I like to use arugula or spinach when I'm making this salad. You've got your fresh um, strawberries. And then you've got these candied pecans, a little blueberries, maybe some eggs. I like to use the long plate because I want to make sure the presentation is really, really beautiful. Okay, fantastic. We got oh, a call. Man. That's oh, sounds, my goodness. That's this is James. James, from... we got you here. You got about 30 seconds. You called us at the buzzer. I can do it in 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> miss you so much. Hi, I guy. Too, I'll, I'll talk to you longer later. Uh, Frank called in earlier, and I had to leave, but I heard him talking about the difference between a foodie and a chef. Yes. And it's the same way as the difference between an alcoholic and a drunk. <laughs> a drunk doesn't have to go to all those blankety-blank meetings. <laughs> a foodie, a foodie doesn't have to follow all those blankety blank rules. <laughs> so that's it. Well, there you go, James. There you, you, go. You, you hit it. He, he was the uh, he's the Kyrie Irving of uh, the show. Blankety he the, blank. <laughs> he knocked it in at the at the horn here to uh, to, uh, to end the program. Deborah, thanks so much uh, for letting me sit in Kevin's seat fun, this morning. Sam. Deep South Dining is a presentation of Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio, and is funded by generous contributions from listeners like. Uh, James and you out there who uh, who help us out. Our show is produced by Jonas Adams. Jay White, though, ran the board for us today. And our call screener was our wonderful intern, Haley, from Clinton High School. Uh, for Deborah Hunter, I'm Sam Wells. Stay tuned for Marshall Ramsey's Now You're Talking and also Southern Remedy at 11 o'clock. And join us next Monday at 9. Kevin will be back in his normal seat. Deborah will be here as well. Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy. Live blue. It's good to be blue. More at bcbsms.com. From Monday morning off to a warm and muggy start, and unfortunately we are in for a warming trend over the next...